Hey, it's BT Mateos from a Gemini. I have a guest I've wanted for forever. It's Rocco Landers. He is a legend at 18 in the uh, motorcycle racing world. And we get into it about everything. And this kid is just, if you don't love Rocco Landers, you don't love life. Anyway, check it out. My talk with Rocco Landers. You know how we always do the time? You gonna do the time? You gonna do the time? <laughs> Rocco, so happy, bro, to have you on finally, man. Dude, yeah, it's been a long time coming. Dude, you have no idea. Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini. I have all my guests. I love all my guests, honestly, because I have to literally hunt them down. That sounds bad, but I have to literally stalk them on the internet and get them. This guest right here, though, I just remember being at home during the pandemic, and I was watching Red Bull Rookies Cup, and I hear his name, Rocco Landers, and he said, United States. I go, what? And I thought I knew every racer in the Red Bull Rookies Cup, I mean, a United States racer, and then they had your name, and I was like, who is this kid? And who with the, with the great name? What kid has a name like Rocco? I mean, honestly, that's the greatest name in the game is Rocco. How did your dad come up with that name? Was he a big Eddie Murphy Raw fan or what? You know, it's kind of a funny story. I, don't, I, don't, I can't remember exactly how they came up with it. I think that we'd gotten like a like we literally got like a pet cat. You wanted it. You came, just came came up with the name. Mom's like, no, we're saving it for for uh, save it for our son. A pet cat named Rocco, but instead That's what they were gonna name it. But yeah. he's, he's gonna name a cat Rocco. Was like, you know what? Let's name our son Rocco. It's kind of cool because my dad's name is Stony. Yeah, so Stony and so, Rocco. You guys sound like yeah. a professional wrestling team in the eighties. It does, yeah, for it's sure. Stony and Rocco live this Saturday night. Stony and Rocco. <laughs> yeah. What's funny? You know what's even funny? So my little brother's name is his middle name is Cole. <laughs> So it's like Stony Rocco and Cole. It was, and my sister was gonna be named Ruby, which is kind of ridiculous. My mom was like, "It's too much. It's too much." So yeah, <laughs> true story. Stony, you should have named her Pebbles. You should have named her Pebbles. <laughs> my buddy Owen Williams calls me Pebbles for some reason. It makes me so angry. Let me tell you something, man. Just your name alone would send shivers down anybody's spine in elementary school. Like, hey, man, Rocco's after you, huh? Rocco's after you, what? <laughs> Just the name Rocco and Ruby and Cole. Man, it's been a long time coming, Rocco. I'm glad I have you for on. Sure. Honestly, I think at the age of what? You're 18 or 19 now? I just turned 18 like two months ago. Dude, first of all, happy belated. Second of all, Thank you, sir. you are probably, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, right now, you're probably the gym of American road racing, right? And I mean, I mean this, no, no disrespect to anybody else, no, you're but, good. but you're almost, you're almost legend status at 18 because you started at five. So you've been racing for 13 years and yes, sir. your name is known, like, honestly, I say worldwide, but yeah, in the racing world, worldwide. And what you've done, your accomplishments, and, and I won't even get into them because if you really want that kind of stuff, you know, go to the website, look him up. But what you've done, you're already legend status, man. Dude, I appreciate you. It's, uh, I only hold a small, I only hold a small part of the credit for that because my dad and all my family, they've worked so hard my entire life. Like I started riding when I was two. My dad was working at the California Superbike School. I can, it's kind of funny because he, he he was working there before I was born. So I've kind of been brought up in that whole, uh, that whole program there. Like Keith Code, like I, I think I met Keith Code literally the day I was born at the Superbike School. He is, he's been one of my huge supporters my entire life. He's still 
I would say holds the one like the second largest uh slice of the pie for my success because my dad number one my family number one Keith Code I would say is number two and it's not close he's helped me out so much so you were born into the bike game basically I mean you could yeah my dad did AMA uh 600s back in the 90s wow man and uh he like and a lot of a lot of road racers will start off on flat track or motocross i started out on skid pads i started out on the road <laughs> i started out riding skid pads and through bicycles when i was two years old wow i mean has as has anything else come into your life that you may thought of maybe taking a different path or you just didn't know any better and you just kept on right i mean kept on down the path of, of racing dude, dude, i just i just have fun i just do what i like doing hang on my computer's dying hold up uh-oh Okay. There you go. Okay. You sure? Okay. We're good. We're good. Okay. Don't do me like that, Rocco. No, I uh, I love racing. That's it's my thing. I uh, I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't legit, legit, legitimately my favorite thing to do. And uh, like my dad and my mom and every, everyone's always said, like, do you ever get burnt out at all? And asked me, I, no. I uh, I'd be done. Truth is, I'd be I'd been done a long time ago if I uh, if I'd started to get burnt out because. Every time I've ever been starting to like get kind of done with something, I, I it's tough for me to keep myself going. And it's always been for me. It's always like I wake up and I just want to go to the track every day. Dude, that I mean, that, but th- that's what you need in life, honestly. Yeah, for sure. I really think this. I mean, everybody talks about having a a, a well rounded life and be well read and this yeah. and that. I honestly think if you focus on that one thing that you're passionate about and you go mm-hmm. head over heels into it, just boom, and you just consume it or let it consume you. Sure. I think that's as I think that to me is better than being a well-rounded person. I mean, oh, absolutely, you know absolutely. I mean? Like I like doing two things. I like doing two or three things. I like riding. I like taking my scooter to the skate park, and I like studying history. And that's it. I was going to ask you about history. Okay, what part of history yeah. do you like studying? What part? No, it's got to be as I like. I kind of like. Uh, I try to be a jack of all trades when it comes to studying history. Like study all of it. 100% my favorite time to study is probably 1780, Why is 1770 Why to is maybe uh, 1919. It's the most entertaining period of history, from, in my opinion, to study. Why? Uh, so much things changed. So many things changed since then. I mean, in 1770, the U.S. was not a country. And then in all of a sudden, 120 some years later, people are driving cars around. <laughs> and, uh, like night, like when I mean, you have the Model T come out, then you have you have so much. There's so much things change. That's why it's so fun to study because you have people. They were just driving around. They're riding around in horse-drawn carriages and wearing powdered wigs, and all of a sudden, driving cars and making movies. So, and you, you ever get sucked? You, you ever get sucked in that in that, in that rabbit hole sometimes on YouTube oh yeah, or just sure. whatever on history, and you found out different parts of history that that either you. Yeah. been fed and it found out it was a lie or the whole truth oh, wasn't 100%, told 100 it's there's so much uh so much things that they don't teach you in school and so much context they leave out and so much and some some of that stuff like i was lucky because it's always been like an, an interest of mine and it kind of peaked in like 2019 2020 when we were just driving from race to race to race i'd wake up in the morning and i'd be I would uh i would like look up a history video and start watching it or start, pick up a history book and then i would find something I wanted to get a little more context on and Google it. And then I would start clicking link after link after link after link and suddenly it'd be dark outside. Are you so serious? I would literally spend, I would spend 15, 16 hours reading articles on history and just like, it's nice. Cause I wish I was more interested in like 
other things, but like I have so much fun no, studying history. You like what you like. And honestly, yeah. to me, that is it's 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 productive and it's not like you're on a video game like a call yeah. of duty not that if you, anybody does that it's wrong but i'm just saying i think yeah. that is awesome a kid your age loves history like what have you found though what have you found that's been a lie that you like you go wow i wouldn't told the truth on this i mean that sticks I don't out know. there's a out. lot of stuff a lot of stuff i don't want to get too controversial go ahead. some things some things like uh a lot of the context between uh world war one and world war two there's a lot of stuff that they just didn't teach you and a lot of stuff post-World War II that they just don't teach that uh, that I think people could learn a lot from if they if they would take the time to learn. But it, again, it's not for everyone. It's uh, like I, I went through my video game phase a little bit early. Like I was – I didn't play a whole lot of video games until I was like maybe 12 or 13. Then I got, had enough money to buy myself an Xbox and was spending <laughs> hours playing it. And that just got old. I wanted to do more productive things, so – I, uh, like I said, like I, I just got old. So I started trying to find things that I was already interested in that I could learn more about in history was one of those. And I still, like I said, I like riding my scooter quite a bit at the skate parks. Now, now do you, now do you like, uh, do you watch, do you watch movies now that pertain to history? Like the movie Oppenheimer's coming yeah. out with, uh, Christopher Nolan It's coming out this summer. And I think it's, it's about the, uh, the atomic bomb. And, and yeah, about, about, uh, Oppenheimer, who was one of the, Atomic science. He was actually one of the top atomic sciences in the uh, Manhattan Project. Yes, and uh, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of controversy about that one guy. I don't want to get into it, <laughs> but it's, I'm definitely going to be watching that because there's so much, so much different things. Like I like watching documentaries more. Like I wish I read more books. Yes, documentaries I, yes. are my favorite. I love documentaries, man. There's nothing yeah. like them, and I get sucked into that rabbit hole because to me, sure. there's not a bad documentary. I mean, no, it's, they're always they're all different. Like, doesn't matter what perspective it is, they're they're all different, and they all come from uh, they come from so many different angles at one different thing, and you can learn so much when you listen to every single perspective on one thing. You can come up with your own opinion on it. At the end, it's so entertaining. Man, I, to me personally, and I'm glad you said that, when it comes to history or whatever, because now, uh, the History Channel now is like the Discovery Channel, and now they do nothing yeah. but aliens and ancient aliens, and I get sucked yeah, in that rabbit hole. it's not history. It's not history. Like, I want to I wanna go on and I want to see a documentary about, I don't know, the transition from uh, the Second French Empire to the republic after the franco-prussian war that like i want to hear something i don't want to see like some aliens come and fly from <laughs> somewhere and build the pyramids or whatever I, I mean that's just a conspiracy theory it's ridiculous <laughs> okay. okay so what what is what historic figure really really captivates you like what 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 person from like uh from the past like in that period you just said makes you yeah. it, it, it really you gravitate toward that's tough. The George Washington or Abraham Lincoln, like our, our two best presidents we've had. Yeah, you think so? I think so. That's, that's my, uh, I mean, George Washington obviously was the, he was, uh, there's a story. It was a quote from Napoleon who actually, he actually said, they wanted me to be a Washington. And I couldn't be a Washington because Washington was so fair and he was so, uh, he was, I can't remember the guy's name. He was a, there was a, a Roman general who they offered him to be emperor if he would, uh, if he would come out of retirement and come and win this battle. He went and won the battle, went back to farming. That's how George Washington was. And that's, it's so rare in history where you have someone who had access to unlimited power and just gave it all up. And that's what George Washington did. And obviously Abraham Lincoln did some amazing things and 
holding the union together and freeing the slaves. I think one of the, I, I think that's one of the uh, best abilities of a person. If you have Absolutely. all that power and you can give it up or treat somebody fairly, you don't understand how, how hard that is because people get consumed by power and intoxicated by power. Yeah, and, absolutely, absolutely. And if they can will that, I mean, it's almost like being a, a superhero. You know, you can't 100%. use it uh, for good or bad, but you're in a, a human and you can have all this power and they go, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm going to do this and I'm going to, like, you know, you can have it or whatever, I'm going to go do this. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I mean, that's the thing. Like that's it's in such short supply all throughout history. Like I can maybe name four or five figures who are like that. Like, and I'd have to I'd have to think about it. Like, like I said, like Napoleon, they, they he said that they wanted him to be like Washington, but he simply couldn't. He, yeah. he was he was too uh, too hungry for power, which is. Well, well, he had a short man's complex too, though. Yeah. You know, he, exactly. <laughs> he was actually average height for the time. I will stand up for that. He was about five five, and uh, that was the average height in Western Europe at that time. If I was in France, the same time he was in France, I would have whooped his ass. If five five, I would have got him. I would have had to reach <laughs> yeah. on him. I would have had to reach on him with nobody around. With nobody around. His army wasn't exactly, around. Exactly, of course. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would, yeah. I would, I would have taken him, man. No, he's he is someone who's very interesting to study because he came from came from nothing. He was a not not necessarily nothing. His dad was a minor Corsican aristocrat. But uh, he went to military school in Spain or in uh, Paris, and he was bullied and picked on. But he he grew from that, and he uh, during the, after the like the problem was he had no way of progressing because uh, the French society was so structured, and he was not a major aristocrat, so it was difficult for him to uh, right. progress through the ranks of society. And after the French Revolution, he. I mean, he was, I believe he was the greatest general in history in his, when it comes to just battlefield skill. I mean, the first coalition, he was, first and second coalition, and even into the third coalition, there was, uh, he was almost undefeated, like un unbeatable with those uh, against fighting Austria and Prussia and Sweden and UK and, there was actually England back then. But uh, in Russia, like, there's so many... There were so many battles where he came from like the craziest odds. Like he was, it was almost uh, like you would assume that he would never be able to win and he would come out on top of it. Insurmountable so odds. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. Insurmountable odds, but also. Yeah, ever, insurmountable odds. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Have you ever read The Art of War? I am actually in the process. I'm about halfway done. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, you read that and you see how how yeah. you know the, how to, to uh, prepare for your battles and how to get your opponent. That's a yeah. it's like reading chess. You know what I mean? It's that's like how it is. Like he was a he was a revolutionary when it comes to uh, battle or a warfare, and uh, he went from it went from like he would it, he would split his opponents which was uh an incredible thing and i actually i try to do that whenever i'm racing like maybe yeah it's hard to explain no but i was going to ask you that do yeah. you do you take yeah. some of those uh since he was one of your favorites do you take absolutely his mindset into battle cuz in in a sense you are going into battle so do you yeah. take that mindset absolutely absolutely do you take that mindset and go in like hey i'm going to split my opponent like mentally or like are there any tricks you use from studying history into your racing well i'd be lying if i said that i didn't i uh it's obviously a little it's quite different yeah, and uh, an 18th century or seven or 19th century, early 19th century battle is quite different from road racing. But there's, I'd be lying if I said that I didn't have like some 
some similarities between the two. Well, and well, yeah, but the, what, the mental history is definitely on me with that. Yeah, but the mental approach. I mean, a battle is a yeah. battle, and in the mental approach. Absolutely. I mean, whether it's like I said in the French Revolution or it's at Moto America, Road Atlanta, the, you know, the first race or whatever. Yeah. It's still the mental, and it's still a battle. Yeah, absolutely, it is hundred percent. Like, yeah, I mean, hundred percent. Like, you do try to carry uh, a certain mentality into the races that you. Uh, and I've gotten better at that. Like I used to be, it used to be quite difficult for me. Like I would crack under pressure and all that. Like, but from studying a lot of different things and reading a lot of different books, like I've found ways to get past that and made it a whole lot easier for myself and made it to where it's not so much of a, it's more, I'm more in control of it rather than I'm just kind of winging it. Okay. And what way would you crack, crack under pressure? Like, give me an example. Like in what, what way? Uh, just having a lot of like a lot of different angles about like try, trying to like, just a lot of, there was uh when i was uh when i was little i had uh it was it was weak it was like i i'd be kind of weak mentally and i would have a lot of people giving me a lot of different information and i would just be kind of kind of whacked out i would get i would say like just kind of out of it and then i would overthink the race and when you're overthinking it you're not able to actually make it work how you want to and then and then obviously bad stuff happens after that. Like you go, like I remember one specific race, like I had just so much extra crap on mine and I ended up like I had a good start and then I just went backwards because I was overthinking it. And then you'll have races where you just like, like at race two in Atlanta, that was amazing. I didn't even think about one thing. I just went and I was like, I'm going, I'm going forward. I remember saying to uh my dad, I'm like, I'm going forward. I don't care who comes with me. I'm going. And I, I was able to make it happen. It's like th- those, those are the races you always want. The ones where you really can just, just let things, let's let, let things go in the wind. Now, oh, when it comes to like the, the mental, which, which I find fascinating of any sport and it's great. Cause I, I say older, but the, the different levels of life, that's what I say. When you, when you get older, I don't like to say old. I think it's a bad word. I say the different levels of life. So I'm in a different level yeah. of life, but yeah, I found the, the mental, game is the best game. I mean when I was young see you kids today and I sound and I sound like a like a dad but you kids today you you have it so easy you have YouTube you, you have everything else at your disposal back in my yeah. day I found the the secret literally like it was the mental game I found that do like a little paper I was going to a wrestling tournament and it talked about the mental game yeah. and self talk and I never knew about self talk yeah. and once I got that I had I I got I think third place in my first regional tournament and I was yeah. like Yes, and I realized what the mental game was. I realized everything you put out in the universe, the universe hears it, and you got to be careful what you say. So I try to put out For nothing sure. but good stuff in the universe because that's what's going to come back to me. And so I, I try yeah, to keep a, a, a nice positive circle around me. So if you're on the starting grid, how do you get people, or how do you get people to to basically shut the hell up? Because I, you know, honestly, like I said, you're. You're a legend right now, man, and your future is going to be even brighter. So I'm sure people are coming at you all the time. And the great thing about Moto America and just racing in general is the best thing and the worst thing is that we're a niche sport. We're not one of the top three or four. But in that, the fans can have access to us. And Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And I love that because like when I would go to Moto Moto GP race when I was little – I would enjoy it, but you can't really, you don't really go get to go meet the riders and in world Superbike, It was kind of like, it's still tough to go meet the riders, but in Moto America, the the fans can just come up. They can say hi. They can sit on the bike. They can talk to the mechanic. They can talk to whoever it's, it's great. And I love that. And like, in regards to the first question, just how to shut it. I, I actually, 
again, I listen to history documentaries when I'm on the grid. I do. And like when, like usually you don't have people trying to like talk to you on the grid. Like some, obviously uh, once in a while, the reporters will come up and they'll want, they'll do an interview. And obviously that's not a big deal. I'm just like ready to go. But uh, that's a good way. A lot of people listen to music. A lot of people, uh, a lot of people meditate. I find it, uh, I find it most beneficial for me to do something I enjoyed and let the time pass so I can not think about, so I don't have to think about the riding. I can just go ride. Yeah, I only like thinking about riding whenever I'm uh, at a training day or at a school or on a track day or whatever. I don't like, I don't like to have to think about riding while I'm racing. Cause I want to, I want to think, I want to be in the zone. I don't want to be like, I know riders who will think it works for them. Everyone, everyone's different. Yes. I know riders who they can't go fast unless they are literally thinking about every single thing that they're doing, like where they break, where they're going to turn the bike in, where they're going to pick the bike up, where they're going to get back on the throttle, where, where they're going to, where they're going to hit the apex. Like they have to think about every single thing. I can't ride that way. I will go about two seconds slower if I try to do that just because I'll be overthinking it. Yeah. And when you overthink it, you just get confused. You're like, how am I doing this? Like those, those, I can never do that. I, I have, it's incredible. Whenever I speak to my friends, like, yeah, I have to think about it. Yeah. But then I have a lot of guys who are like me where they can't think about it. If they do, they're going to start get overwhelmed. Yeah. So your method is just to stay loose. Absolutely. Like, I don't want to think about racing while I'm racing. Yeah. I want to be, I want to, I want to, I want my mind to be as far away as possible. And you want to be listening to a history documentary as you're on the Yeah. Grid. I want to be, uh, yeah, for sure. That's why you're on the grid, honestly. Like, do you want to, uh, dude? Okay. That, that, everyone thinks it's so weird, but I, no, I, I no, I, ne- I would never weird. say weird because I mean, to each his own. I mean, there's some stuff people look at me eccentric like eccentric is what I like to say. I'll look at you with the big words. Nice. That's like a, it's like we're having a fight and you went uppercut and I go, oh, that was good. You know, when boxers go, yeah, right. <laughs> that's what that was. That was a nice little boom. I've never used the word eccentric. Nice. Eccentric? Yes. Yeah, no. It's, it's like the nice, it's like the nice way of saying just a uh, total weirdo. <laughs> I was going to say hippie, but that's good. Yeah, hippie, whatever. I don't care. I like eccentric better. I do too. I like that. You're teaching me a little bit something here, man. Good for you, (laughs) brother. Good for you. Okay, so listen, man. You're in Red Bull Rookies Cup in what, 2000, was it 20? That was 2020. That was COVID year. Listen, man, honestly, I say this. COVID did some good and bad. I I like the break that we had. Yeah, absolutely. Because of COVID, I found out about you. But also... You didn't get a chance to finish the whole year, did you? No, exactly. And that was that was really frustrating because we were able to get to Austria, but I don't remember I don't remember specifically, but I believe Red Bull or no us, like I cuz I got to Austria for the first two rounds of the season I already been cut completely. Like, we were only going to three tracks. It was two back-to-back weekends in Austria, two back-to-back weekends in Aragon, and two back-to-back weekends in Valencia. And then Spain ended up locking Americans out. So I wasn't able to get to the final two rounds, which was incredibly frustrating because it lined up good enough for me to go. I actually, it was originally, I wasn't going to do a full season of Moto America that year. And I was just going to do rookie stuff. And then that all ended up getting tossed out the window when COVID hit because Moto America got back into racing and I was able to go race Moto America and I was able to get points and whatnot. And then, uh, and then again, like Austria, let Austria was cool about it. They let Americans in. I was able to go race in the Red Bull ring. And that was an amazing experience. Like a uh, rookie's cup was one of the best experiences of my life. Like I got to work with world-class uh, coaches and mechanics and got to race with world-class riders. Who was like in Pedro your group? Costa. Who, who, yeah. Pedro. Yeah. Yo, Pedro. You yeah. were with Pedro. Yeah. Pedro. Like, uh, 
David Alonzo, who I actually raced with back on the 85s in the Spanish championship a while ago. There's so many world-class riders that I was able to share the track with and learn so much from. Was was David with Helgado there? Helgado was there as well, yeah. I I thought, okay, so could you tell back, okay, back when you were there and what you could, uh, you know, guesstimate, did you know Pedro was going to be what he is now? Yes. Yeah, I knew that because he raced Primoto 3 yeah. in the year that I, I was in, the two years that I was in Spain. He raced Primoto 3 the first year. Then he raced Junior GP, which was previously known as uh, uh, FIMCEV Moto 3. The first year he was in Primoto 3 and he destroyed everyone. What, but, uh, what did he do that was so like, what makes you go, yeah. wow? Like, what did he do to make you go, oh well, my God? He... The, without trying to sound like too much of just how I mean, I, I was racing against the guys. So, but I mean, he, the way I, when I watch him ride, he rides like I compared to Jet Lawrence, where he just doesn't look like he's trying. Yes, he's so smooth, and it's unbelievable to watch. I like I learned he, he like I learned specifically Holgado uh, and another guy uh, Marcos Uriarte. Okay, he I believe is in Junior GP right now. Mm-hmm. But they like they were they were they were willing to let me ride with them on track, and Pedro was as well. There was they were so cool, and they they like I learned so much just speaking to him and riding with him. Like it was one of the, like I said one of the best experiences of my life. Did you see? But but last weekend, did you see how Sam Lowe's whooped his ass yeah. in a in a, a Jerez? I mean, yeah. Sam Lowe's is the old man at thirty two, and I thought Pedro for sure was going to catch him. I thought he was just going to play with him, and yeah. Lowe's beat him by I think by seven seconds. I think no, Lowe's is incredible. Like he's the Lowe's, Like I think if he could bring his consistency up a tiny bit, I think he could fight for. I mean, no, I think I know he could fight for a championship because the sum races, he's just unbeatable. It's like. Like he's similar to Brad Bender, I guess. Brad Brad is uh just so like some races he's first, and some races he's tenth. If Brad, they could just bring their consistency up that much, I think they would be uh I think they would be champions. I don't think I don't I know that they would be champions because they're they're all so talented and but there's so much stuff behind the scenes. I can't say that it's their fault. They're 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 obviously incredible and they're world class riders and they're far faster than I am. And there, but like like having been over there, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that can cause a lot of crap. So oh, yeah, okay. Before, before I forget, I want to ask Sean Dylan Kelly this, and he told me the funniest story. I want to ask your 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 best oh shit moment because I asked Sean Dylan Kelly this, and he said he was in he was in Red Bull Rookies Cup. And I think he was at a rep, and he was breaking for a turn, and he he felt like he was yeah I'm on it I'm on it, and he said Raúl Fernandez passed him. He was like what the hell do I have to do? And so that to me always sticks out. So I want to know what's your best old shit moment and where did it happen? You mean like, oh shit, as in I'm about to crash or oh shit, as, I, as in I'm about to, or something crazy. What this, I mean, any old shit, like what, oh shit, like, oh shit, I'm about to crash, okay, didn't crash, or oh shit, like that's what I got to do to be fast and be and win this class. I think something that was a big eye opener was I, I, uh, Heck, dude, I got to think about it. Give me one second. I know. That's why I said that. I wanted you to think. Yeah. <laughs> See, there's, there's a lot. There's but a lot. you're 18, like, though. Like, Come on. Where it's like a crazy save that you don't. Yes. Like, you have, like how that just happened. 
But you're 18, but, though. It's not like you're like me and you got to like, okay, I, hold on for a second, Sonny. You know what I mean? You're 18. How, how far can your memory go? <laughs> how, how much can you forget? It's uh, a- oh, shit. I could say whenever I first, mm-hmm. this, this, this is a long, old story. This is from 2013. Okay. You were just Back a when I was eight years old, it was my first <laughs> session I went out in Italy on the pocket bikes. I was on a little 40cc uh, DM pocket bike. Okay. DM was the brand. Okay. But I went out on the first lap and i just i went from i went out first i was one of the first guys to roll out i was last by the time i came around back it was like such an because i i'd won everything here and i was like i need to go i need to go over my like my dad and all of my uh everyone i'd spoke to and after like we'd gone we'd gone over to italy a couple times just to watch a couple races and we went over and i was like yeah i'll be fun yeah and i go out it's like and you got yeah, I learned by that year I went I, I think my best finish was like seventh or eighth out of like 35 kids. Holy babe, that's good though. It was good at the end of the year. Yeah. The beginning of the year, I I went I went from and obviously pocket bikes are a bit different. Like the riding style was totally different. The tracks over there are so much tighter. Over here, the cart tracks are a lot bigger and a lot of, more open. Yeah. So when we got over there, the tracks are super tight and like there's a certain technique they did. On those things, like I would, I would watch. I'm like, how are they doing this? And I was eight years old, and I'm racing against seven and eight year olds, and nine year olds, a couple nine year olds. But like, it was so such an eye opener. Like I said, I started to figure it out at the end of the year, and I was able to actually get some decent finishes. And then the next time, then in 2016 was the next time I went back over, and it was a bit different because yeah. I was on mini GB bikes, and I'd been racing mini GB bikes for years, so I had some experience. So I was, if I wasn't in the top five, there was a problem. Yeah. And that year was that year was good. I was racing for a big team in uh, Mini GP over there, and again, like I learned so much. And then the next year, we went over to Spain to do Moto Four, and that was another eye opener because it's like there's those kids are it's wild. Like you're right. I, me and my dad were doing it out the back of our truck with uh, or out the back of a van, and we're racing against Aspar and uh, Mark VDS and all wow. these huge teams. Wow. And, that it was, it, but you learned so much. It's crazy. Tell me, you went to Rocco's Ranch, Rocco at Rocco's Ranch. Oh yeah, Ranch. yeah, 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 yeah. No, those guys are amazing. I love them. How, uh, how great is that? You're Rocco, and you're cool. in Rocco's you know, Rocco, Ranch. Rocco is actually, I believe, it's named after Ferran Cardus's dog. <laughs> he has a dog named Rocco. That's what it's named after. But so, yeah, those guys are great. I actually, did a summer camp there in 2018. That was like the best week of my life. That was amazing. You know, I think I had the best. I I, I went over there. I think that. Two summers before COVID, I think, and I had the best vacation ever. I went to, I rode uh, the track. You ever worked uh, Vallelunga? In a, in a, Vallelunga, yeah, in Italy, yeah. Yeah, I rode, yeah, we had a race there in 2016. I rode that track, and then I uh, rented a, a bike outside of a Milan, and I rode it to the Stelvio Pass on my bike and I went up there cause that's at the top of the mountain and they were getting, yeah. ready, they were getting ready for the Tour de France that year and I, and I was nothing but bicycles and motorcycles I rode my motorcycle up there and it, at the top yeah. of the hill it's, uh, it's Italy Spain France and Switzerland and I went over yeah. to, and I went over to Switzerland nobody was at the, the, the stop and I went over and then I had a U-turn because I didn't want to get in trouble mm-hmm. and then I came back and went down the hill but that was one of the best vacations ever yeah and that track is amazing like Vallelunga is an incredible track yeah with, uh, I, I did. That's one of my favorite tracks ever, actually. Like I, I never, unfortunately got to ride the whole, I got to walk the whole track, but on many GPs, when I was on the the small bikes, like yeah. they only let us ru- run about half the track. 
like there was a turnoff that we would take because tr- like otherwise it'd be like a four minute lap time. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but it, like, that was that was so fun. It, unfortunately, I had a rough weekend that that that, that weekend. Like I was in, I think I was in second. And I ended up crashing out in the wet. Yeah. Oh, so so when are you gonna get back over there, man? Uh, or do you dude, want to? Do you want to go back dude, over to? I Europe? don't know. We, I'm gonna try to get some stuff cooking. I'm gonna try to get some stuff cooking because I really want. It's where I need to be. It's where it's where I'll learn the most. It's where I'll be the fastest. I was going to say, that, have, uh, do you feel like you're trapped by your success here? I mean, because you, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say that. I think, uh, I think if anything, I have my shortcomings in the past few years, specifically my fitness has been, uh, a huge problem. And that's been something that held me back quite a bit. Why is that? No one's called on my own. What, what's wrong with your fitness? Are you okay? Well, no, I used to, I, I, there were a couple of years I had some personal issues and I actually gained quite a bit of weight. Okay. So I went, uh, but since uh, October, I've lost about 43 pounds. Yeah, you look good, man. You look yeah. good. Seriously, I was going to say you, that, but you. yeah, you look like thank you're you in too. shape. Oh, t- <laughs> thanks, Rocco. Thanks for noticing. I appreciate that, but I, I do my best. Matter of fact, you know what's weird is it, any, anytime I interview an athlete, I swear, I, ha- I feel like I have to go cycle a lot. And so when I knew I was interviewing you, I got up. Uh, about the same time, and I, when I get up, I, I have my smoothie, put my stuff in my hell smoothie, yeah, yeah. okay, and then I do my yoga, and then uh, it was going to be a little cold day, it was a little, a little chilly, but you know what, I put my stuff in the dryer and let it get warm, then I put it on, and I did about 25 miles on the on the, on the the bike outside. Hell yeah, hell yeah, that's a good good one, you should come run with me sometime, I don't cycle ever. Well, I, I don't run ever, so we're going to have to meet in the middle. Yeah, so we'll, we'll make a compromise, we'll do a half a run, half a cycle. How about we just go swimming? <laughs> I got you. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. I like something. We'll just go swim. I got, I had both my hips replaced, so I just got to go with. Uh, oh shit! Yeah, yeah. We, you ain't got to see it like no, that. I was on a swim team when I was little. Okay, we won't go swimming then. How about we just we just run in the water? I'm not. That was when I was like eight. I'm not good anymore. I haven't swam in like a year. Dad, did you, did you do any of the sports besides race motorcycles? I played t-ball when I was two. <laughs> You had a hell Next of a year. MLB player right you a, here. You had a hell of a year or two, man. You rode motorcycles. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know. I was probably three, actually. I started riding before anything. You, you peaked out at three. <laughs> yeah. So no, go Chiefs, though. Go Chiefs. Uh, oh, you're a big Kansas City Chief fan? Oh, yeah. Why is that? Why is that? My dad's actually from there. And a lot of my, I have a bunch of family out there. So it's always nice. Uh, I like the I like the Rams Rams. I mean, I'm from LA. Okay, lived here all my life basically. Okay, so, so I gotta go, gotta go LA or LA Rams right after the Chiefs. But I, Chiefs got a special place in my heart. Now where now where in LA did you uh, grow up? Where? Oh, uh, well, I was born in Burbank, but uh, I've been in Glendale for the past. 12, 15 years. The two highway is the greatest highway in LA because no one knows about the two. It's true. It's always so open, dude. You can, you can speed down it. You can go self-reporting here, but dude, it's the best. (laughs) You could go and work on your, work on your cornering on a motorcycle and no one will run into you on the two. It's the greatest highway ever. I love the two. I don't know. I don't have my M1 license, so I can't, I can't say anything yet, but whatever. (laughs) Okay, so how did you, because it says on your bio that you were from Burns, Oregon. Well, so I lived in L.A. for a while, but we, and we ended up buying a house up in Oregon. And we were kind of living up there. I never spent a lot of time up there, so I've always kind of said I've been in L.A. But we went to L.A. My dad actually has some property out in uh, uh, Missouri as well, where he's from. So we actually have, we're, we were kind of, I, I would say probably 90% of the time I'm in L.A. Then maybe 8% of the time I'm in 
Missouri. Uh, I haven't been in Oregon in a while. I haven't been in Oregon in, in a minute, but they're really, really because there isn't much for me to do. Like I, I, the training, all I can really do is run care on my bike. Like LA is the best because it's Oregon is the best during the race season because it's centrally located and all the drives are a whole lot shorter, but LA is the best for training because the weather's the best. You can train, you can ride your bike year round. You can go to Chuck wall. I'm three hours from like within three and a half hours. There's like five tracks and like four cart tracks. Do I, and they're all, uh, they're all really good facilities to ride at. So that's why I generally spend most of my time in LA. I, I loved Oregon. I, matter of fact, uh, I used to uh, live, I, I spent a lot of time in, uh, Bend. It's right next to Burns. Yeah. Ben, it's about an hour and a half away from Burns. Ben's actually where you fly in to get to Burns. Burns is just, Burns is like 5,000 people. I, and I was out, I was actually outside of Burns. So I was out in, uh, out in the mountains. You're in Bigfoot We had country. no cell, no cell service, just a bunch of, pine forest and pond it was like it's nice to spend a little bit of time but it just gets boring kind of after a little while that's bigfoot country man that's bigfoot country yeah dude i've seen like 10 big, bigfoots no actually like 12 i've seen a million bigfoots no you didn't no you i didn't. actually caught two of them yeah <laughs> man you call me a liar <laughs> yeah i'm calling you a liar you see no damn why is <laughs> okay, it good call. i'm totally lying <laughs> why is it that that now cell phones have the best uh, uh, like pixels ever, but no one gets yeah. a clear picture of Bigfoot. It's like it's like Bigfoot's robbing a bank. It's always like he's always blurry. No one gets yeah, a good yeah, picture. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? All these great pictures down with great cameras, and Bigfoot's always like, please, uh, no pictures, please. Yeah, please. exactly. I mean, that's how. That's how my. I guess. I, I guess my dad might be Bigfoot. Cause that's what he does. <laughs> no, but we. Uh, no, my dad's the best. It's, uh, <laughs> no, he but is. We, uh, we did this. Uh, <laughs> So I don't know if you saw that like video. I was, I went over on my bike blew up in race one at road Atlanta. Uh-huh. I did this funny walk on the way back to, uh, on the way back to the pits. And I, it's just kind of how I normally walk. I swing my arms more than most people, but this cut of the suit made my arms go side to side like this. So it kind of, it looked ridiculous and it kind of went viral. And then someone put the big, you know, that a uh, Bigfoot walking <laughs> meme thing. Someone put that. Oh, it was so funny. Cause it was just perfect. No, but you know what? That's maybe what I'm big. I don't know. That, maybe you are a big, we don't even know. I probably am. <laughs> okay. Now here's another one that says, well, the rumor is you like to talk a lot of trash in the pits. I mean, not bad, but you know, like you got to ride around on your scooter and talk trash. Do you? I wouldn't say that. <laughs> no more than average. <laughs> like, what do you say? What do you say to other riders? Like, what do you say to them? Well, I don't know. It depends on what they say. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll be honest. I do try to be humble. I try to be as humble as possible. Of course. Of course. But. Anyways, it's not like. Well, we know it's it not dep- bad. It doesn't matter if I'm doing well or doing poorly. I'm always able to improve. So there's no reason to. uh there's no reason to talk yourself up, in my opinion. Well, there's always, I mean, listen, you can be humble. I think, but there's, there's, I think there's a virtue. Modesty has virtue. But there's always those. No matter how you do Whether, like, last year, whenever I'm not winning yeah. often, a year before, especially that, like, I would say I definitely used to be quite cocky. And I think it's a very unattractive uh, personal feature. Like, I, I would try to be, uh, I now I've really tried to work on myself and be as humble as possible. Because, you never know what can happen. Like whether you have a good weekend like I had in Atlanta or you have a terrible weekend like I had most of 2021. It doesn't matter. Like 
you can always improve. That's my that's my philosophy. If, if you're gonna talk trash to somebody, what have you said sometime to get in somebody's head? Like just because I mean I know it's not bad talk trash, but maybe just a little yeah. bit. Of like what, what what would you say, and who would you say it to? I don't know. It depends on the like I said. It depends on the context. I can't really think of something on the top of my head. Who, who's I your mean, Who's your favorite racer to to uh, uh, poke at to have fun with? Answer with yeah. oh, dude, dude, Gus Rodia is pretty fun. <laughs> Gus Rodia is fun. Blake Davis. Blake, okay. Who I, I saw Sam in. Uh, I saw Sam in Austin. Sam Walker. Yeah, Sam's. Oh cool. yeah, I Sam's love- cool. He and I have had a lot of races together. Have, have you ever? Have you ever? You ever talked a little trash to him? Yeah, I mean, probably once in a while, back and forth, yeah. a little bit, a little bit of banter. You ever, you ever talk about his Jerry curl, his wannabe Jerry curl? After- no, I can't remember what I said. Uh, he, I mean, he has curly hair, but I do too. I just never let my no, hair grow no, out. No, not like Sam. Look, here's what you. No, Sam's amazing. Call Sam like a baby Michael Bolton and see what he says. Like, I don't even know who that is. You don't, you know who Michael Bolton is? No, I don't, I don't know anything. <laughs> Listen, well, for, go ask your dad who Michael Bolton is, and then go to bed because Michael Bolton looks like Sam, but just a, a itty bitty Sam. <laughs> he 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 had what we call blue eyes soul. He's like a white guy. It, it sung like he had soul, like he was black. And okay. Sam Lockoff kind of looks like him. Well, hair wise, like he's got a little. Okay, okay, yeah, because I don't listen to music. That's probably why. We don't listen to music at all. No, no, I can't. I can never get into it. Really? Yes. God, I love it. You're man, you're like a throwback in a way, man. I love it. I'm old school. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like to hey, to each his own, man. To each his own. Yeah, exactly you for know? sure. I, I love that. No, it's weird. It's like I don't. I don't know what it does. It gives me this. I, I get stressed out when I listen to music. Really? Like any kind yeah. at all? Any kind at all? I mean, I, I wouldn't say any kind. I would say I haven't found one that I like yet. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Okay. So away from the track, if you're not like going down the rabbit hole with history, if you're not on your scooter, what else do you like to do? I like study history and go to go to the skate park. Go to skate. <laughs> <laughs> study history, go to the skate park. I don't do much. I. I don't know. I, I definitely, try. I go, I, I, I'd say my day is usually, like, I do construction as well. My dad, my dad has, a, he does, he's a GC. So he, uh, he, I do construction for my dad. With a name like Stoney, he has to. And with a name like Stoney, you have to yeah, do construction. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I wouldn't trust him as a doctor, you know, Dr. Stoney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We, uh, I'd say most, most days I, I'm pretty busy. I, I go, I'll go to, go do some work and then I go do a run and then, I'll either go to the skate park or I'll go for a run. Usually, usually I'll go for a run because it's much better workout. Then if I have time, like I said, I go to the skate park and then I'm usually spend my evenings watching history documentaries. To be honest with you, do you have plans to go to college or anything? Uh, I'm I'm not sure at the moment. If I do, it'll probably be online. I'm not 100 percent sure. It depends on how the next two years go racing wise for me. What would you? What's the overall? I mean, obviously racing is, but I want to go to World Superbike. I want to go to World Superbike. I mean, or or GP, but I, I World Superbike right now looks like the best option to me. World Super Sport Superbike. World. Uh, I'd either go like right now, like Moto America Superbike, World Superbike, or World Super Sport World Superbike. I'm not sure at the moment. I don't have a lot. It depends on the options. Depends on what my options are. Right now, I'm focused on winning Twin Scott races. That's my goal at the moment. Honestly, man, I think you, I, and I'm just, and I'm just blowing smoke, man. I just really think you are a gold mine. And I say it to my guests because I feel like I have the best guests. And I just feel like talking to you and, and just your race craft and just racing for so long and your name is out there. It's just you are a gold mine. So, and I think, and, and they love American racers and love American yeah. racers who are good. And I think with you, I would say Moto 2 or Royal Super Sport. Cause sometimes yeah, no, I'd love to go to World Super Sport. I, 
I had a, I was, I was, we were, I almost had the opportunity to go to a world super sport 300 race and that would have been awesome. Yeah. It just never fell through. Like I had a couple maybe opportunities. It just never happened, which was, I mean, I, I'd be lying if I didn't say it was a little bit frustrating because I really do think I could have done well in that. And that would have been a huge stepping stone because I was, I was quite comfortable in the 400. Yes. So like I said, like, yeah, that was, that was frustrating when I wasn't able to go do that, but I mean, it wasn't in the cards. So we had to move on, go to super sport. That's what we did. Unfortunately, we weren't able to get the funding to do super sport again this year, but thank God uh, for uh, Matt Spicer giving me the call. Unfortunately, my, my buddy Ben, he's hurt. So that's why I was able to ride Atlanta, mm-hmm. but uh, we don't know how long I'll be on that bike, but for the most part right now, we do know I'll be at Barber. Okay. And that's going to be, uh, that's great. Cause I love the bike. The bike's, the bike's awesome. The team's awesome. They're really easy to work with really smart people. They know a lot. And, uh, and like, I, I'm just, I'm just enjoying myself at the moment. No pressure. Now who, who's the, the number one guy in, in uh super sport for Moto America? Super sport right now. Uh, Chavi Forez is leading the championship. Chavi, man, I watched that dude. No offense to you, but I was like, this guy is no, he's a, quick. He's really quick. They're all a super sport. That it's so close this year. Like, uh, obviously it was good racing with Heron and Heron last year, but, uh, like this year they have Forez and they have Ty Scott. And they have, I don't know how many races Hayes is doing, uh, but they have Michael Gilbert as well. And I think Stefano is doing a full season and that's, uh, that's going to be interesting because Stefano's always, he's so fun to race with because he's so, he's, I mean, I'm not going to say they're all not clean, but Stefano's just fun to race because you can make so many passes. What do you do better than those guys? I mean, I don't want to say. I, I just do, say I, I do like, to think, that, I, I just do like to think I'm okay at braking. I do like to think I'm decent at braking. That's that's your best attribute? I, that's definitely, I would say, my best. Okay. It's, it's tough. It depends on, the, depends on the track. depends on the conditions. But I think that I think that I, uh, I brake quite well. And, and what do you have to work on? Like, what do you, like I got to work on this. Probably corner exit. I struggle. I Josh Hayes helped me out when I was working with him as when he was my rider coach last year. He helped me a lot with corner exit, and that was what I always struggled with. I would kind of charge corners, and uh, since then I've been focused on more, maybe backing my braking up slightly, but getting a much better drive. Because that was my problem my first year in Super Sport was that I rode the thing like a Junior Cup bike yeah. or a four hundred for people who don't know what Junior Cup is. But I rode uh when I was like I was when, I, when I'm riding the Ninja four hundred, even the SV six fifty to a point you just carry roll speed with those. You keep the bike on the side of the tire and you carry a lot of mid quarter speed on the 600. The best way to get to the corner is to brake hard late, stop the bike mid corner, basically and pivot it so you can get on the throttle. And that's kind of how the Aprilia is now because the, the old twin scup bikes, like they were good, but they were, they were essentially naked bikes that were being, they were, they were throwing a bunch of money into the motors. Mm-hmm. They still weren't that fast. And they, that like my SV650 was quite similar to a 400 in the power delivery. Mm. The RS660 that I'm racing now is it's almost it almost has it has more torque wise than a 600, more bo- bottom to mid range. The thing's faster than 600. Top end obviously not even close, but the thing has a lot of bottom end, so you could ride it like a 600 where you kind of pivot the thing out of the corner and get on the throttle early, and don't carry a lot of roll speed. Like turn one Atlanta is a little bit different, so you would be carrying a lot of roll speed there, but. Everywhere else is kind of more point and shoot. Do you get frustrated with Moto America a little bit, or or you think Moto America is doing a great job? Because I personally thought, I think they're doing a good job. I like the Bagger series, what they did. I like what they did with that, but I just really thought 
that during MotoGP this year, since there was no support races, they should have bought in the Bagger series. Because think about it, if they would have bought that in for MotoGP, it, that's I mean that's all American. That is as American yeah, as you can get. It is all. I mean, it's about as American as you can get. I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of biased on the baggers because it's super sport qualifying one is always right after baggers. And there were a lot of times last year where there was oil on the track <laughs> for super sport qualifying, which was kind of frustrating. I can but tell I by, you, I can by, by your face. Bring, I mean, it's bringing so many fans in. Like, how can you hate it? Yes. It's bringing so many fans in. I, I hear you, but I mean, like I said, I'm not a racer, but so yeah, yeah. it's a difference. I knew something was up with the way your face went. Oh God, not this again. No, I'm, like I said, I'm biased. Yeah. I'm biased. So, no, but it's fair it's, though. It's fair. I feel like the good outweighs. I mean, I know I feel like I know the good outweighs the bad. They're bringing up, they're bringing in so many fans, and they're bringing so much money into the sport. And like, let's say someone's a bagger fan, and they bring their two kids, and both those kids like sport bikes. Exactly. That's two fans for the future. Exactly. As long as they, as soon as they walk yeah. in the gate, they can be exposed to other things, and that's exactly. the greatest thing about that. And with Moto America, and, and, and meet somebody as nice as yourself, how can they not be a Rocco Landers fan? Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, you, you have any bumper you too, stickers? YouTube, back at you. <laughs> Look at this kid. Look at this. He's going to Eddie Haskell me. He's trying to Eddie, Eddie Haskell me. Are you, are you going to get any bumper stickers? Say Rocco Flanders. What's that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything. <laughs> no, hit the, hit the shoe. Get bumper stickers. Say Rocco Flanders is your friend. And I, I, I swear, man, for some reason, people would grab it. Just get bumper stickers. Say Rocco Flanders. I mean, how great. Everybody loves bumper stickers. The bumper stickers are cool. But, okay, say Rocco Flanders is your friend. And people are like, okay, I'll, I'll take one. I guarantee you, you could probably sell enough of them. You can get your own. That's the cool team. thing about stickers, though, is you can, you can, you can, I, I can, I don't mind. A sticker, each sticker is going to cost me, what, 25 cents? I can give those away. I no, give no, stickers no, no, no. away. No, don't, don't give them away. You sell no? them. You sell them. It's a, ca- right. it's a capitalistic society. You know that about studying history. There you go. There we go. There it's we go. A, it's, a, it's a capitalist All right. Society. Yeah. You have a, that's a good idea. I'm going to have to get some bum, bumper stickers made. Bumper stickers. I'll send a couple to you. Okay. <laughs> You better, man. I want some merchandise, bro. Got you. No, I mean that because, honestly, like I said, man, you're one of the top American riders, and we need you. you over in Europe. I mean, because you're young, you're 18, you're at that, you're getting to be at that peak, yeah. man, and you get, you go over there, and I know you could do some damage. I know you could. Yeah, I mean, that's the plan. I want to, like I said, at the moment, I'm focused on winning Twins Cup races because without wins, yes. you don't have a ride. Without a ride, you can't go to Europe. Right. So at the moment, like I said, I'm just focused on that. I'm focused on making uh, making as much stuff happen this year as I can. Perhaps doing a couple Super Sport wild cards. I'm hoping to make it out to the Latin Classic. I really, really would like to race that. Okay. And uh, I mean, because there's so much, so much. There's so mm-hmm. much that you can that I can uh, I can like. There's so much stuff that you can prove by just doing one wild card. Like if I were going to do a wild card, like a track that I'm good at. And, May you come out with some podiums or wins like that freaking jumps me up. So or that that adds value to my name and makes it much more likely that sponsors are going to want to come on board for next year's uh, season to race super sport again, which is what I really want to do. I want to get back on the super sport bike and win that championship. I say you pull like a, a JD beach and just do one flat track race, bro. One flat Dude, track. I, weekend. Down. I love flat track. Flat I track know. Legit. Like that's my favorite thing to do. Flat track. Like it's the most fun thing to do. You beat Dallas Daniels and Dallas Daniels beat you. So I say you go to Dallas, Dallas Daniels domain, you line up and you kind of talk a little trash on, 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 on the starting gate, you know, just Hell nice. Yeah, no, I love Dallas. Like, hey, I, Double I love D. Dallas is amazing to race with. I'd love to race Dallas again. I've never met the guy, but I love the guy. 
I mean, there's there's something about Dallas Dallas Daniels that make you go, you know what? I like this guy. I don't know why, but I like this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was great to race with. Super fun. He was like, I don't want to hate on anyone anyone else, but he was real. Like, he was clean to race with. He made good passes. He was fun. He was very fun to ride with. And the success he's having in AFT is incredible to watch. Like, he's obvious. I'd say he's the best flat tracker. Like he's on par with me. He's amazing at it. And I would love to go ride flat track with Dallas. And maybe I, my goal is to do some AFT races at some point. I'm not, uh, I don't think I uh, am quite good enough at the moment, but yes, I'm going to keep practicing. Stop it. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Don't you give me that to me. No, I love it. Yes, it's, it's, my, it's my, it's one of my big goals is to qualify for a singles race. And that, uh, that'd be pretty fun. Well, you know what? Honestly, you can get your name out there like that. It's like, yeah, hey, absolutely. Like, what are you doing here, Rocco? Uh, you know, just having some fun. Just doing blah, some flat track. Might as well. F- that's what I'm just talking about. Flat track. I was out doing flat track on Saturday or Sunday. Why with, don't uh, say. Why don't I just manage you, Rocco? How about that? Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it Bigfoot Racing. How about that? <laughs> Hey, I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> hey, has anybody ever given you, before I get, anybody ever given you the red mist? I always ask any rider, like, have you ever just had the red mist where you were just like, you were so angry and you really, like somebody, somebody made you angry on the track? I mean, I don't want to name any names, but yes, it happens. <laughs> when the last time it happened? When the last time it happened? I don't know. I can't, I can't really say it without, without me, like throwing someone under the bus. Give me like, a name. Give me it a doesn't name. matter who they are. I definitely, there was one race at, at Road America last year where I was definitely getting held back quite a bit. And, uh, and who was it? Uh, it took, it took a minute. It took a couple laps. I was able to get back, get, go back to going forward, but that was a little bit frustrating because I knew I had pace and a ride. I can't even remember to be honest with you, but I was just being held back and that was a little bit frustrating. Yeah. How long does it take you to, to, to come down? Like to finally, uh, well, as soon as it's over, I mean, as soon as you're, as soon as I, it's not, I wouldn't even really say red miss. I'd say it's more just frustration in the moment. Yeah. Who's your, yeah. who's your, everybody needs a rivalry. Like I think, you know, Heron, rivalry. Yeah. Everybody has had a, you know, Heron has his yeah. people, uh, you know, Valentino had Marquez, Valentino had this and yeah. that. Marquez has Fabio now and also Pecco. So who's your rivalry? Who would you want your rivalry to be? Cause I think rivalries makes racing. Well, obviously, like I, I, there's no one at the moment, really. I mean, I'm racing in Twins Cup. I'm not really fighting for a championship at the moment. Like I said, like, we're not sure how many races I'm doing. Last year, it was definitely Josh Heron and Tyler Scott. But it was more like it's we're right. Your rivals on the track. You're not rivals off the track. And of course, like Kevin Almeida as well. Kevin Almeida and Dallas Daniels and Dominic Doyle and Sam Lockoff. Like, there's a lot of guys. Like, like have, you have you can have rivalries and be friends off the track. Like Kevin's one of the nicest dudes I know. But like I can race him so hard on the track, and then we'll be homies off the track. And same with Dominic Doyle in Junior Cup. Same with Brandon Posh at the two hundred. Same with I don't know Sam Lockoff in Supersport or Richie or Sean. Like obviously they're all incredible riders. And I find that the closest rivalry that you'll have is the guy who's the closest in your championship. Like definitely last year, Heron and Tyler were we were so like Heron was kind of gone in the beginning. Like he was really good at the beginning of the year. And I think I, I started to come to my own towards the end of the year. And so throughout the beginning of the year, I'd say my closest rival was probably Tyler Scott. And then, uh, then it was Josh Heron at the end of the year because I started to actually get my butt in the gear and started going kind of quick. 
And I was like, it was whoever I was racing with consistently. And that by the end of the year was Josh Herod. But you're always, you're, I mean, you're out there to beat everyone. So everyone, I guess, is your rival. But like I said, I want to be friends with everyone off the track. Of course. I mean, but, you know, it's competition. I mean, it's like I yeah. never took anything. I wrestled. That's combat sport, but nice, I never yeah. really hated no, I did anybody. Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, you did jujitsu also? I did. I don't have time. I haven't had time for it lately, but I was, it's, I want to get back into it because it's so, it's so good for you mentally and yes. well physically, obviously. Gi or no gi? Uh, I did gi. I did too. Uh, what, what, what belt did you get to? Uh, I had, it was, I think it was called a gray belt. Gray belt? There's no gray belt. It's in between, it's, but it was, it was, I, it, I was like 14. Blue belt is supposed to be white to blue belt, but the place that I did, it, it was called 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, with the, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, There's Eddie Bravo Eddie runs Bravo. the one in downtown LA. I went to a different one, but uh, it was a kid's class. Like I was like 13. So, so like they had, it was white and then gray belt. Great and then day. I think blue belt, gray belt was the kid's thing. I don't know. I got to the gray belt though. So I was going to get my blue belt. But I never uh, progressed far enough because I just had no. I was in Spain most of the year, and then I was doing Moto America. I'll tell you what. So I want to get back into it because it's so good for you. If I come into Moto America, we'll just lay a mat down, and me and you will just we'll we'll, we'll, we'll roll for a little bit. Hell yeah, let's go. Let's go, bro. I mean, people are like, let's go. Oh, are they fighting? Like, no, they're doing a blue. Uh, who is it? Just old- for fun. It's just for fun. Who's that old guy? He's rolling. With? <laughs> 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 he's beating this old guy. <laughs> Rocco, hey, let him up. <laughs> I think that'd be so funny. We're at a Moto America race, and me and you are just rolling. You and your leathers, and me and. My <laughs> <laughs> Are you coming to? Are you going to come to any Moto America races? Man, if if, if the schedule permits me, because I would love to. Because oh, yeah. you know, I've had a, uh, I've had Chloe Patterson on, had uh, Kaylee Buick on, had you. Uh, also, yeah, I can see the shirt. Yeah, yeah, I I, I love her, man, and I, and I just yeah, had and cool. I just had Michaela on because uh, she's in a okay, race. Okay, okay. Yeah, I just had her on last week, and she was great. I mean, all you got. All you guys are. I just love racing. Like the podcast is for everybody. Anybody yeah, that's interesting sure. to me. But my heart. Yeah, I mean, we spent the first 20 minutes just talking about history. Dude, that's what I'm talking about. It's like I tell people, if you want, like, you know, scientific stuff and, okay, how do you set your springs up? Hey, that's, you know, go to that podcast. Mm -hmm. But if I just want to know, I want to know you as a person. You know what I mean? I want to know, like, what makes you tick and and everything else. For sure. That's what I'm about, man. But, you know, I I, I love racing. I I love bikes. Yeah, I've, I've only, I think at this point, I've only done racing podcasts. Okay. This is the first, like, not entirely racing podcast. Most of it's just like, all right, well, where'd you start racing? Yeah. When'd you do, when'd you, it's like, it's fun, but it's like something different. See, don't don't you prefer this better? I do for sure. I like talking about things besides racing once in a while. Exactly. That's what I'm here for, Rocco. We're going to talk yeah. about history. You chasing Bigfoot. Stuff like that. Yeah, right? no, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> or me walking like Bigfoot. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we got, I'm going to ask you a couple questions since you're, a, since you're an L.A. boy. Um... In and out or Fat Burger? Is that it? In and out is a religion, dog. If you say anything against In and Out, it's blasphemy. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Fat man. Fat Burger is good. Listen. It's just not even. It's another league, though. In and Out's another league. It's All the best you- burger in the world. Let me, t- let me tell you something, man. Fat Burger is the greatest burger ever made. Listen, when I used to eat meat, I'm, I'm plant based now. <laughs> oh, that, 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 this is like touche. This is this is this is like you're insulting my whole religion right now, bro. Let me tell you something. Fat burger when I eat meat and, and when I used to put it down, 
when I was weighing about 230 and I used to lift and I, and I was heavy, I, I was hungry. I had a, a double fat burger with cheese and I couldn't finish it. I had to tap out. That's how you good. ever, you ever eat the, you ever done the triple XL challenge? No, not anymore. No, I, I don't eat like that. Yeah, have, you ever, have you ever, you ever did it though? No, no, no. I, it's like the, it's like the fat burger, like huge challenge thing. It's like, a pound and a half. It's like three huge patties. Stop it right there. Stop it right there. I don't, I don't need to do that. I don't need to do that. that, that I, no, dude. I, I, I'm dude. A, I'm in a different level of my life, Rocco. That That's for you, <laughs> not me. I gotta say, oh, my God. It's the funniest thing ever. I got to say I, I ate the whole thing plus the large fries and the milkshake. <laughs> I did the whole thing in like eight minutes, 50 seconds. That's disgusting. But you know what? At I your, know. <laughs> at, at your age, that's what you're supposed to do, bro. At your age. Yeah, whatever. Okay. I, well, I lost weight. I'm good. You, you Like I said, you look good. You look good. Thank you. Thank Real you. quick now. Here it is. Top five yeah. American racers of all time in whatever disciplines. Top five. Top of your head. Go. We don't have all I'm day. I'm going to lose some friends. We, I'm going to lose some friends. Number one, Ben Spies. I God. I, you know, I love Ben Spies. Lo- he's and I, great. He's helping his mom. Quite a bit too. And his mom. Dude, I'm gonna lose some friends, man. Stop I, it. Stop it. You got four more to go. Wayne Rainey. Wayne Rainey. Yeah, you go. Come or, on. I mean, Wayne. Wayne could be ahead. Uh, we'll tie Wayne. Wayne. They're tied for Stop one it. and two. It's Stop Wayne it. Three more. Three more. Three Josh more. Hayes. Okay. All time. All time. So uh, now you Nikki got two. Hayden. I don't know. I forgot about two. Nikki Hayden. And then I, I gotta add Joe Roberts. He's my friend. I gotta say Joe Roberts. I don't know. Man, if if ever. They made a racing boot that, that was like a sandal. They should make one for Joe Roberts. That's how cool that guy is. He, Dude, he's like, he is straight cow. He, him and Frankie Morbidelli all open yeah. uh, like a restaurant called Cool and Cool. And like, you know, you like you rent surfboards and like yeah, have tacos sure. <laughs> and just like, yeah, man, whatever, bro. If you want to yeah. pay for it, great. If not, don't worry yeah. about it. You know? No, Joe's like all the stereotypes at once. I feel like he's from LA. He surfs. It's, it's amazing. It's great. I love Joe. Joe's Joe's one of my heroes. This, I've I've known him forever. This is how annoying I am. I, I met Joe's dad at, at Coda. Matt, yeah, Matt's awesome. And I talked so much, he just walked away from me. <laughs> he, I go, I, yeah. I go, <laughs> I feel you. I, I get it. I get it. I mean, I wouldn't even mad. I go, yeah, I get it. He just like yeah. he just walked away from me. No, Joe, Joe, Joe's awesome. He used to take me cycling when I was like eight years old, we'd go up big T or up the Angeles crest. Like that was so fun. And we go ride flat track. I learned so much from you. Yeah, man. See, I like it. So your top five is Ben Spees, who I love. No one talks in, about in no particular, in no particular order. No particular order. <laughs> I mean, but I, I like how you skipped uh, Kenny Roberts, one of the greatest of all time, but that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, whatever. So, whatever. See, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm under pressure, man. I'm under pressure. But Hey, why but, you gotta do me like that? Because, that pressure I just put you under is the pressure you're going to be under when you get to the yeah. big times, buddy. When you're on that World Superbike grid and you're going for the championship and right next to you is Locatelli and, and then and then Garrett Gerlach's behind you go, I got to win this championship. You go, oh, yeah, that time BT asked me for the top five. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I can do okay, this. Okay, well, ask me again when I'm listening to a history document. <laughs> Rocco Landers, God damn it. What a good time we had, bro. This is great. I mean that, man. Thank you. Gotta you gotta do it again sometime. Dude, mm-hmm. hey, man, it, it's open for you. Any, and I mean it. Anytime you oh, want, yeah. you oh, want yeah. to, you hit me up and say, hey, man, can we do a And I go, but, buddy, we're in there. Me and you like this, bro. Hell yeah, for sure. Okay, okay, so you're a comedian. Yeah. Let me run this joke by you, okay? Go ahead, Rocco. Okay, who was the fattest knight at King Arthur's Round Table? Well, say again. Who was the fattest knight at King Arthur's Round Table? Who? It was me last night. I'm just kidding. Circumference. And and how did circumference get so fat? How? He ate a lot of pie? By eating too much pie. Ah!
almost got you on that one. I couldn't help but step step on your punchline. I'm sorry. I can't. The kid me, me. I got you. I, I got you. It's back. good. It's good. I like that. Hey, but stick to racing. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Rocco Landis, thank you so much, buddy. Watch him in uh, Super Sport with Moto America. This kid is going places. He is the legend. That's Rocco Landers, and his future is only going to be brighter. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you so much. Have a good, have a good one, guys. Now, yeah, tell Stony and Pebbles and Ruby, whoever it is, tell them all. I said, <laughs> tell them all. I said hey to the family. Thank you so much, man. Good luck in racing. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you guys for watching Tales from a Gemini. You know how I say it by this time. You know the word. Pay.